Hey everybody, this is Don, aka Brigard, aka everybody's favorite barbarian slash champion of Asmodeus. At the top of this episode, I wanted to briefly discuss the difference between player versus character actions. There is a scene coming up where the boys have a choice prop before them. Because of their ability to cast powerful magics, is it alright for them to use those powers to help a young autistic woman fit into a world she feels isolated from? And that choice is played out where everyone played their character to the best of their ability. However, those feelings of trying to be helpful are all well and good in that context, in that world. We as humans in the 21st century know that such feelings can be a slippery slope into eugenics, and then it becomes a morality issue. Who are we to say what is fixed? What is normal? And what right do we have to root around and make every square peg fit into a round hole? And that's the rub. The actions our characters made were done in the best of intentions, but after looking at this scene again, we felt like maybe this could be an opportunity for a teaching moment. To say that some of our players are on the autism spectrum is a cop-out, and doesn't automatically make us the arbiter of what is the best option for everyone. We realize this, and we would never disrespect our audience to believe that we felt that way. But one thing I really, truly love about this podcast is how in this very scene, suddenly this high magic hack and slash fantasy turned into something else. It turned into a place where we would be confronted with difficult decisions. Impossible gives a level no-win scenarios sometimes. I attribute to the best while we certainly don't have the perfect real choices, getting the real consequences. So, if you have any opinion on these choices made, or would simply like to join in a discussion of this topic, we welcome you to join our Discord. Let's talk. I, for one, would love to hear what you all think. And without further ado, have your voice heard. Here is Dustrous. Welcome to Dustrous. Keep your dots rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello and welcome to Dustrous, a high magic, high fantasy homeworld setting based loosely off the Pathfinder 1E system. This and Elder Stream Games production is made possible by our patrons Brian Bridges, Brian Wraith, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and in memory of Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our episode to hear about some projects that some of these were working on. But for now, let's get started with our story. I guess Russell will lead the way toward the repair district. All right. Well, there are little butterflies that hang from fence posts and bushes and just about anywhere that they can be tacked up all, all along the street. Um, but as y'all had found out before, she doesn't really care whose house she's putting these things in front of. She just hangs them up. And some people leave them, some people take them down. But uh, there, there is a house as you go along towards the end that you would feel pretty confident is probably hers because there is barely a square inch that's not covered in one of these. I'm going to grab one of the uh, butterflies off of like a passing fence. Okay. So as y'all approach the house, 
you can see that uh, the door is wide open, just absolutely wide open. Uh, the furnishings inside are sturdy, but definitely, they definitely belong to a poorer person. And you can see this girl sitting in a rocking chair, working with her thread. Russell, stop and wait a second and then reach up and knock on the door. She doesn't acknowledge you at all, but she will start rocking faster. Uh, Obviously, she is aware that something is there, but she's not responding to you. Can I tell if this is like her getting more stressed from people? Oh yeah, she, she's she's definitely stressing. There there are people at her door. I'm gonna put my hand on Russell's shoulder. Hold on. And I'm gonna cast animate objects on the butterfly I picked up. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna have it like fly in. Uh, to the uh, to the house and kind of like flutter in front of her. Like as soon as it gets into her line of sight, she will kind of drop what she's doing and will stand up and like she's like trying to catch it like it's a real butterfly. I'm gonna stand out of the doorway and have it flutter out the door. Follow Rick's lead on this one. I'm gonna. Also take the opportunity to go ahead and uh, cast Eagle Splendor on myself. Okay. Yeah, she will, she will follow the butterfly. Yes, Brigard. Uh, Brigard's going to pull out one of the the wooden ones he made and hand it to Rick. Can you do that to mine? Yeah, it'll take a minute. Uh, like, he he's obviously, like, not standing as straight as he was a minute ago. Uh kind of leaning against the door frame but uh he'll he'll let it flutter out and like land on the fence post or something and just like do like a butterfly does with its wings and the and the whatnot and let her catch it uh yeah she she will run over and catch this butterfly um and you can see she's being very gentle with it uh she's obviously chases real butterflies uh she's being very careful as if she might actually tear its wings or something All right. and you will you will see a almost puzzled look come across her face when she realizes this is this is made out of the threads this is one of her butterflies yeah rick's just healing he's 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 gonna he's gonna squat down and and heal oh rick do you need help you're casting so much magic. I, I'm, uh, forgive me. And he's uh, he'll uh, start to cast uh, a healing spell on you. Wait, 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 wait. What you? I, oh, I, I don't rub. I'm not going to rub your back anymore. I'm just going to cast spells now. No, 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 no. Don't not healing spells. Negative energy. The the opposite. The hurt. The ones that hurt people. They'll heal me. Do you want me to cast a spell, Matt? Uh, it, it, inflict spells, harm spells, uh, repair undead spell. I don't think you have that, but those will help me. Uh, okay, he'll uh, he'll he'll trigger a mold this in his mind, kind of like you know, rubbing his hands together, trying to understand opposite of 
healing, but and then uh, it's going to kind of dawn on him, and he's going to cast inflict moderate wounds on him. Okay. Do you want me to roll for that, or you? Uh, I'll roll. I just I I had it up before when you mentioned it earlier, and I forgot the uh, number or the other uh, die roll. Sorry about that. Is it just the same, just opposite? Yeah, okay, there. Yes. Okay. D8 plus four. Gotcha. The D8 is uh, light wounds. A moderate is two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did say moderate, didn't I? So that's a three plus five. So that's eight plus cure. Plus your extra level. Yes, plus four. 2D plus four. Okay, so uh, yeah, that was uh, eight, 12 damage total on you. Okay, so that heals me for 12. And I'll, I'll stand up and and kind of like sigh, not for the sake of breathing, but just to sigh and be like, well, that helps some. That this yeah, transformation I'll... this transformation has fundamentally altered you as well. I I'm I'm glad I hesitated before casting that if if this is the way you must be healed now, standard healing will hurt you. Yeah, I might uh I might have been out for a bit if you'd done the other one. The entire time, the scroll is just ignoring y'all. She is holding this butterfly and kind of poking at it and marveling over it and trying to understand it. I'll, like, wave my hand and have it flutter around her a little bit. Russell's going to stop and go. He's going to look back towards Russell or towards shit drink. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look back towards Rick and Brigard. He goes... Do you think helping her is the kind of thing I should ask permission for? Don't ask a dead man about morality. Fair enough. I'm, uh... I'm gonna walk over slowly and, uh, very carefully as she's looking at... I'm gonna gonna look at the, the butterfly and, you know... Not feign interest, but, you know, legitimately watch it flying and whatnot. Okay. She it uh, doesn't act intelligently at all. It's because it's not. But. Uh, she she more or less ignores your presence. If, if you get too close, she'll kind of sidestep away. <laughs> As he feels out that distance and waits till he's like right on the edge of that and he'll stop and be like, Hello, Miss Iva. Give a a little polite bow, even. She doesn't speak. uh, And once spoken to, she will kind of drop her head. She uh, will quit concentrating on the butterfly and act like her feet are very, very interesting. And kind of stop and uh, like, you know, kind of assuming Russell's probably a little bit taller, maybe lower himself down. You know, get at the same level. <laughs> not not moving any closer. Be like, I was I was wondering, and you you don't have to say yes or no or whatnot. But um I think I I might be able to help you talk to people if you wanna. And he's gonna give her a second. She doesn't really respond, 
but you will notice that her eyes do flick over to you for just a split second. And uh, he's going to kind of stop and be like, now, I've got something I could do that would help us talk right now if you're interested. And maybe that'll help me um, help with the idea. Um, as Russell catches the butterfly falling out of the corner of his eye, could I attempt to mage hand it to keep it in the air? Yeah, you can use mage hand to uh, maneuver it. It it won't flutter, <laughs> but it, just, it will still move about. I try to keep it bobbing, but I don't want to spend too much concentration on it. Right. I was hoping, and um, I'm going to try that, so maybe I can talk to you, because these butterflies make me think you're a really interesting person. And with that, he's going to cast Telepathic Bond. Okay. From a coin. All right. Um, and th- this does not require you to touch her. No. So, uh, like, as soon as the link is est- established, you get a a sense of fear from her. She she is very anxious. She is scared. He's gonna take another half step back and be like, "There's no need to be afraid." I um, well. I'll be honest, I, I I heard you were having trouble with some of the other people around here, and I didn't want to butt into your business, and um, I wanted to see, after we, we got to thinking about it, and we talked to Miss Sammy a little bit, we were, and then, uh, well, I think it was... Oh crap, I'm going for my notes. It was Ivari, actually, who had an idea that said, uh, I might be able to help you out a little bit. If you're interested in letting me try it, I'd be, uh, I'd be honored to, to give you, to, to help. If you want. So, you can tell she, she's getting more and more agitated. Um, but as this is happening, you can see, I'm going to say you're seeing like little visions, little snippets of thoughts running through her head where she's not directly trying to communicate with you, but you're, you're catching these. (laughs) And the more anxious and agitated she gets, the more she keeps thinking of Mel. I know, uh, I've heard tale that Mr. Mao talks to you. And that's that's the first time you're going to get an actual response of any kind from her because she's going to quickly nod her head. Okay. Uh, right, right around now, Rick casts animate objects again. Uh, this time, instead of just the one, he's going to do the wooden one that Brigard gave him. The one that... Uh, Russell's currently piloting, and uh, two others that are within 140 feet. Okay. Have them flap around in Russell's general vicinity. And, and seeing uh, Rick do this, uh, Brigger will just uh, walk up and uh, put his hand on Rick's shoulder and cast Inflict Wounds again. 
he's he's now he's now wise. He's he caught on. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's even, that's all right. Uh, nine plus four, thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Is it uh? And correct me if I'm wrong here, because I have Mal's name but no notes. Okay, Maldrick is Zav's best friend. He does most of the blacksmithing for town. Um, and he's on the guard patrol. Okay. And he's the one that Rick said we shouldn't trust. Yeah. He's, he's the red chiefling. Mm-hmm. He's going to stop and be like, well, I guess I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be able to be as good of a friend as someone like Mr. Mal is in such a short amount of time. But him and Zav and Killand, crap, the mayor's name. Dravik. 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 Why do I? Oh, I have this. Wow. My poor note taking. And, uh, and Dravik, they, they brought us here to Hilltop. Well, we came here to Hilltop and they asked us to stay to see how we could help people out and keep the town safe. And, well, we got to thinking about it and I figured a way we could help out is maybe to help you. Um, and again, she she's rocking back and forth kind of nervously on her heels, but uh, she's staring at the ground. He's going to kind of stop and... Look back over his shoulder. We're not too far away from the the market, are we? No. This this downtown area is not very large, so. Very good. Yes, Russell. Think you could go get Mal? Uh, yeah. That would probably be best. He might be able to relay what I'm trying to do a little bit better. Very well, Russell. I'll I'll return, um, and Brigard will walk away. Russell will reach into his belt pouch and oh crap! No, I don't have an inflict. Are you going to shoot Brigard in the back? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I was I was about to hand Rick a, a a a cure light wounds coin, but I realized that would be a bad idea, and I don't have inflict. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, Brigard will get a few paces away. Uh, uh, Rick, uh, he'll pull out a coin uh, and imbue it with that and flip it to you, but uh, not activate it and just let you. Um, 13 again. Okay. Uh, I think Rick has a has an idea because uh, remind me if I'm wrong, but he did learn that you can disenchant items you've made yes okay we learned that, that that items can be disenchanted and and the health regained from them all right so i think before the spell ends next he's gonna have all the butterflies come to him okay. uh, are you getting butterfly kisses <laughs> no uh once he's done healing which should be a couple more rounds after this uh he will uh i'll i'll say Gotcha. Just want to get the joke in. <laughs> so, Brigard, you don't, <laughs> yep. you don't have a difficult time finding Mal because as soon as you get 
over towards the market stalls and stuff, you can hear the forge, the the tinking of the hammer. Uh, he'll he'll announce himself before uh, going right up to someone working a forge. Uh, Maldrick, uh, we require your assistance. Something going wrong? No, nothing wrong. Uh, Russell, Rick, and I were uh, having a conversation, and we think you would be uh, very helpful. All right. Uh, curious. But uh, I'll bite. Uh, just this way. Uh, Iva uh, is having a conversation with uh, Russell, and he believes wait, he was wait, getting... Wait. She's having a conversation with him? Well, they're they're looking at each other, and they're, you know, she nodded once really emphatically, but I don't really know what's going on. Okay. All right. I was upset. That's a that's a leap, but it seemed to be going fine, and they asked me to get you to help bridge the gap. All right. Let's let's go. What you working on? Horseshoes. Nice. So uh, when when the butterflies come back to Rick, um, he's just going to enchant them with animate objects. Okay. So that he doesn't have to keep doing this every like five rounds. All right. And then he's just gonna like sit down against the house, wheezing. No, he doesn't have to breathe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And what is uh, Russell doing? Russell's doing his very best just to kind of keep his distance, you know, calm, you know, soft tones, you know, being very respectful. Um, Probably going to switch to actually speaking for right now and just keep an eye on the telepathic bond. All right. Make me a perception check. And I will give you bonuses, of course, because of the bond. That's a 24 before said bonuses. Damn. Okay, so yeah, she's agitated, but she keeps kind of glancing over your direction, and eventually it's like curiosity kind of gets the better of her, and she points at your hip. Towards one of the guns? Towards oh, one no. of the guns. She's never seen such a thing. Russell will will draw the weapon, keeping making a very animated point. Like Russell's one of those who, you know, there weren't safeties with firearms in his day. Right. And so even now that he's made what we would see as a modern firearm, he didn't really get that concept. So, you know, firearm safety is a big deal, and he's kind of moving very slowly and exaggerating the safety and ejecting the the magazine and clearing the round. And he holds it up, kind of keeping the barrel face down. He goes, it's a it's a weapon from where I'm from. It's it's like a bow, but it it works. Um it works with alchemy. And it, it shoots a little piece of metal to, uh, well, to hurt the person on the other end. It's not a not a fun concept, but it's a necessary tool that I use to help keep the town safe. 
Like she will look at the gun for a few minutes and then she will turn around and walk into her house. And you can hear, well, you both can hear her rummaging around. And when she comes back out, she's carrying a bow and an arrow. So you you know she's getting some of this concept anyhow. Yeah, it's it's a bit like a bow and arrow. Um, it's a uh, it works a little bit different. It, it can't shoot as far, well, as accurately as far, but it, it shoots a lot faster and a lot harder. Um, I don't want to show you right now because it's going to make a really loud noise that'll scare everyone around us. But how about later? Maybe you, me, and Mal can go and I can show you how it works. She'll kind of nod her head again. But she like she's still she's she's still looking at the ground pretty hard. <laughs> so is that your bow? Yeah. Wait, did she speak? Or is that yeah, she she spoke. Oh. Well, that's a really nice bow. So, um, you, uh, you go hunting with Travis or anyone else, or? And she'll shake her head no. No? Do you ever get to go hunting, or? She'll shake her head no again. Well, do you, do you know how to use the bow? Um, and she will just, like, raise up absolute straight pose, looking straight ahead, and fire this arrow and shoot one of the butterflies out of the air. Well, damn, girl. That's... And then she goes back to looking at the ground. Uh, when when she shot the butterfly, did it uh, remove the spell or is the, the butterfly still trying to stay aloft with an arrow in it? It's, it, it, it's pinned to the ground, but it's still trying to flutter. Oh. Russell quite calmly kind of walk over there and pull the arrow from the butterfly and let it resume its flight. Maybe leaving a trail of thread now as it starts to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's about how it works. Once again, mine's that's another disadvantage to mine is they're they're really really loud. So, uh, Brigard and Mal will start coming up. And uh, she'll glance up kind of as she hears the footsteps. And seeing Mal, she, she'll she look at him and like, he just gives her a smile and walks over to her and is, is like, hey, princess. But she just looks at him and is like, metal bow. And he just looks confused as fuck. But <laughs> he holds up a hand. He, he's talking about uh, one of the weapons from my world came over with me. Well, not this one specifically, but yeah, she uh, she likes bows. Ah, excellent. Well, um, certainly no tins I could give to help her with the bow. That was a uh, that was some fine shooting, actually. But um, you stop and be like, I was um, <clears throat> I was made aware through. A series of questions that, frankly, I had no intent of asking. It kind of stumbled upon me that I may be able to help Iva out with communicating with other people. And 
helping her get over that anxiety. How so? Psychic surgery. And it's a spell. I'd be poking around in her brain, and I didn't want to do it without permission. And um, so that being said, if she gives an outright no, I ain't going to push the issue. But um, I was hoping maybe you could help bridge the communication gap. We, we just started talking a minute ago, actually. So uh, I ain't never seen her talk to nobody else beside me before. Well, not since her daddy died. So that's good, at least. Tell you what, Iva, if uh, Mal's here to make sure everything's okay, would you be willing to let me try to help you? And she kind of just looks at him like, you know, she's, she's, she obviously trusts him to, to, uh, to, to guide her. And so she, she'll just kind of look at him. Russell's going to lean really hard into that telepathic bond right now, not to force anything, but just to make sure she's agreeing with whatever he says. And, uh, Mal will kind of look at you and be like, uh, "I'm I'm all for helping the girl uh, if if that's possible, but I I feel like I kind of need to know what's going on here." Oh, um, I'll tell you what. In the interest of keeping people's business theirs, uh, there was some people who were giving Iva a hard time, and while we actually we didn't come around it that way. Um, you know our difficult, our recent difficulties with the uh, with the pirates. Yeah. Well, turns out there was a reason a lot of the girls were heading out of town. And there wasn't a jinn of some form or another who was granting their wishes and telling them when they when and where they would meet their true love. This just happened to be around about the time that uh. They'd be wandering out around the coast when a ship came by, if you're catching my drift. All right, yeah, I, I see the connection. Well, they're we talked to this. around, and Lila's drawing pictures of where they'll be at. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, when we talked to this elder Jin as we stumbled across him in the woods, he was saying he was doing it in defense of his granddaughter. And he's going to kind of give a glance towards Iva. Uh, when you start talking about the gin, uh, she will like set her bow and stuff on the ground and she will stand up and hold her hands out and they'll be surrounded in flames. And she just has this big old smile on her face. And he'll stop and yeah, Russell, yeah, um, did we see your handprint out there? Iva, when we went out to the well? She doesn't answer in any way. Uh, she she seems to be kind of fascinated with the fire on her own hands. Um, and from the the link you have with her, you you get the impression this is still kind of new to her, the fact that she can do this. You just started being able to do this, didn't you? And she'll nod her head. But she is she's obviously pretty fascinated by the fire on her hands that that's not burning her. And keeping his eyes on the fire, Russell kinda talked to Mao and be like, Yeah, we were 
anyway, we discovered the issue with the Zelder Jin. And, uh, well, stopping, taking care of any problems from that angle was not going to be very productive. Neither was going to be spending our time policing children. So, um, not uh, unless there's like a hundred more of you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, here's hoping not. Oh, gods. <laughs> but, um, then kind of roundabout thing came up where psychic surgery got bandied about. I am. Um, did a little bit of internal research on the concept, and I think I could pull it off. And this would help her to be able to function better? Yes. I definitely don't want to go so far as to take away this artwork or <laughs> no, the skill with the bow, but, you know, maybe just to help her communicate. Oh. I don't see any issue with getting to the point where she can communicate. Uh, I'm not sure how much that's going to help her with the kids. They're kids are mean. It'll help cope if nothing else. Yeah, they're right bastards. But so uh, I'd say yeah, as long as you don't change who she is. Oh, I'm. I'm I, Don't I release my little princess. No, I and I appreciate your approval, Mal, but that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, I know you're looking for hers, and uh, I can talk to her and try to try to get her to understand. Uh, but the concepts of magic aren't something she's dealt with a whole lot, so I'm trying to figure out the uh, best way to translate that concept. To something she can understand. So if, if you got any ideas, now's the time to speak up. Are you afraid of a bit of telepathy? Well, no, I ain't afraid of much of anything. But uh, I understand the concept. Well, I've already got a bond formed one way here. I could work as a go-between. The thing is, it's it's the basic concept. I'm not sure she's going to catch on. She, like, she's fascinated by this fire, but she it, she doesn't understand the magic behind it. I think I, I might. Iva, you see how you can make fire on your hands? She'll nod her head. I can do things too. Where I can. Well, you know how earlier I was talking to you, but I wasn't talking out loud? Yeah. Well, I can do things like that. And one of the things I might be able to do is uh, maybe talk inside your head for a little bit like I was earlier. And when I'm finished, you'll be able to talk out loud a little bit better. <laughs> can I can I make some sort of check to see if uh, I might know a good way to explain this? Uh, you could do intelligence, or if you're thinking of, along a certain line, you can do a check related to it. Well, just because it's better than intelligence, and she makes things out of string, 
Can I make a craft tailoring check? Okay. That, well, fucking use a natural 20 anyway. Uh, so 29. Can I explain it as like, try, like, she's got like tears in the, in like the cloth of her mind, sort of. And we're trying to stitch them back together. Okay, so uh, you're trying to explain this in the form of uh, repairing fabric that's been torn or something. Yeah. So, uh, like, Mal will kind of nod and kind of look back at her and he's like, all right, princess, listen, a person's brain is kind of like one of your butterflies. And when you make the butterflies, you make them perfect. But if I were to try to make a butterfly, I'd make lots of mistakes. And then you'd have to go back and correct my mistakes. And what this man is wanting to do is to fix the butterfly that lives inside you. And at first she doesn't really respond, but then she'll kind of look up and uh, nod her head on, and uh, she'll she'll tell Mel that that Iva Iva is butterfly. And like he'll look over at you and Russell, and he'll be like, "That's probably the best answer you're going to get from her." Fair enough. And uh, well, for now, he's going to look over towards Rick and kind of calculate the cost of keeping the butterflies up. He's like, "You uh, uh like at this point they haven't dropped yeah. back down, and he's just sitting there." You um, you going to be okay for about ten minutes? Yeah, I'll be fine. Okay. He's like, well, for right now, Iva, all you need to do is look at the butterflies, okay? And like, she'll nod her head. Yeah. And he'll, um, Russell, kind of sit cross-legged, get comfortable, and then he'll he'll use his greater false life coin to um, give himself twenty-five temporary hit points, and then he'll begin the casting of psychic surgery. All right. So this takes a little bit of time to complete, if I'm remembering the spell correctly. Ten minutes. So. Or ten minutes of preparation, instantaneous effect, technically. But. Right. But, but uh, yeah, when you, when you get into her head and start uh, trying to correct some of the, the pathways there, you do need uh, to make your check with... Paragus help. That's 26 plus 2046. Okay, yeah. You you've got no problem uh, uh figuring out exactly exactly where it is that you need need to stop. Um and as, as you're watching her as this is taking place uh at you you can feel some of the anxiety and fear slip away from her. I wouldn't say she is suddenly 100% comfortable by any means. But you could feel it, it drop off dramatically. 
And as it does, she she's looking less and less at the butterflies and more and more at Mal, you know. Kind of there during the, the midst of the ritual, Russell's going to slowly ramp up the uh, telepathic bond communication. Okay. Hello, Iva? Yeah. This is, I'm just uh, checking and making sure you're still comfortable with what's going on. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, don't worry. Well, I imagine it is. So. Is it almost done? Almost. Yeah, and wrap up the 10 minutes. Technically, at the very it, to to deliver the final touch of the spell, Russell Russell's going to have to like reach out and touch, but right, he's wait as long as possible for that moment. But like, and and the moment the spell is done, like she's kind of looking around, and she she actually looks directly at you and Brigard and Rick, kind of taking y'all in for the first time, like really paying attention. She's uh, still a little nervous, but like she's she's definitely making that eye contact. Once the cast is done, Russell will step back and well, hello there, Iva. You know, he'll go ahead and once the spell's done, he'll break the telepathic bond and all that. Hi, um, Iva's hungry. Fair enough. Let's actually, Russell will reach around and pull out a picnic basket. Hmm. Miss Sammy asked me to bring that to you. And she'll take it and she'll sit right down on the ground and start eating. And um, if you ever need anything else food-wise until the tavern's back open, I know you used to get food there a lot. You can, you know which one of the new houses is mine? No. It's the one with people building a lot of stuff, but without the scary windows. And there is there's plenty of food there too. Okay. Where where is Vari? Avari? Oh. She's uh She's resting. Yeah, she's resting. You know the house with the creepy windows? There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's 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 not at the end anymore. She's resting after the, uh, the the fire. Yes. Okay. Um. Now, now we can go hunting. Yes. Well, shoot. I we don't can shoot the bow. I don't see why not. As long as we're really careful, and you promise to listen to everything I tell you. Okay. And she'll jump up and go inside. She'll come out with like this, like three quivers full of arrows. Okay. And pick her bow up off the ground. Um, y'all would notice this bow. It's uh, it's it's a short bow, but it ha- has carvings all in it of butterflies. Like there is not anything this girl owns that is not just butterflies. The uh, early stages of negotiations promised a hunting trip. Uh, anybody else interested in coming along? Very much so. I'll pass. I've got some other ideas. 
some stuff to follow up on. Fair enough. Um, let me think. Actually, hold on one second. And Rick will be calling the butterflies back to him. He's going to disenchant them. The, does that give him his health back? Or mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so he looks much better after they all go... We literally can't tell what you look like anymore, so it's going to be a little difficult for us to... Uh, I, I I think his his pose is most indicative. Okay. So is it... Um, He's going to stop and look at Rick and be like, uh, so, uh, what's the trick of it? You know, leaving the spell in the item. Uh, instead of just casting the spell and putting the energy in, you put your, uh, you put your life force into it. And if it's one of those lesser spells, the ones that don't actually drain our life force? Uh, you can do some minor stuff. You can't. For example, you can't just make a item of prestidigitation and he'll actually take one of the cloth ones and he'll prestidigitate it with the like the minor mage hand version <laughs> and it'll like gently like very slowly like flap around very lazily but you can't do everything. You gotta choose Fair a little bit. And it'll just lazily float around of its own random accord essentially. Well, yeah, after a bit of time, uh, Rick will go ahead and charge a coin with sending. Drink. And um, it's, it's shit. Russell will charge a coin with sending and flip it to Rick. Be like, um, just in case something comes up or you need an extra set of hands. Gotcha. As far as lifting goes, I've got a few sets, extra sets of hands. Well, hell, I bet I doubt I probably couldn't have helped you much before with that, but you know what I mean. Fair enough. Brigard's going to look Rick up and down looking for the extra sets of hands. (laughs) (laughs) Bruner and Brainer. Oh, those things, uh, people. Sorry. So, y'all will take uh, Miss Iva out for a little bit of hunting. Uh, uh, She probably won't want to stay out too long. The the concept, the ideal is novel to her, (laughs) but it won't take her long to to be like, okay, it's it's time to go back and make more butterflies. (laughs) So it it will not be an especially long trip unless you find something to try to engage her interest. Yeah. Uh, What time of day is it still middle of the day sort of thing? Uh, it, it's getting on towards evening. Okay. Mr. Rick, what are you going off to do? Uh, first things first, I'm just gonna test out her doorway. Can I enter? Ivis? Yeah. No. Okay. I was just looking at that. Uh, I am, on the other hand, I'm going to go out in search of the, uh, girls that were on the slave ships okay the ones uh that were on the ship when it was here in port or the ones that you initially uh, all, rescued? all all slaved girls from from the first ship to the second both of them okay of them. well you're going to be a very busy man i'll keep mm-hmm. protecting myself from the sun uh and what are you going to do with these girls? Are you collecting them or? 
Uh, what what are you doing? Yeah, to to save to save time, <laughs> I suppose. I, I'm going I'm going to tell them that they are they are needed immediately at uh the inn because they rebuilt the inn, haven't they? No, just, they're working on it, but they okay. have not rebuilt it. They just well, started working on it at today. the inn. At at where the inn is being repaired. And if they leave, I will come and I will hunt them down and I will find them and it will not be pretty. What not in an fuck? extremely threatening fashion. Kind of just like how I just said it. Extremely threatening? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mildly threatening. <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson is now being cast as Rick because that's how you said that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not I think a, there's not would... a lot of like threatening tone in his voice. It's just like, like more like slap on the wrists. It won't be pretty. Not I'm gonna rip your head off and eat you. Not pretty. Well, I don't think any of these girls know what you are, so that's probably not their first thought. But these girls were just taken by slavers, and you're telling them meet me here or else. Not only that, he's approaching them wearing that mask. Well, a few of them know this mask. That's true. Not enough of them. I mean, it's still similar to my old mask. So Are you doing some others kidding. fantasy Charlie Charles Manson thing going on? No, no, no. Okay. Because uh, you, you waited a, until you waited until okay, okay. other two Let's heroes. Let's do it this out. way. Um, I was trying to tell you to roll persuasion. Roll a diplomacy check so I can see how well this goes over. Um, that wasn't amazing but but diplomacy uh that's a 15. okay so by the time you go around to to gather up all these girls and get back to the inn uh three of them show up and then zav shows up and is like rick Mm -hmm. what are you doing I'm trying to centrally locate to terrify these young teenage ladies girls that live to terrify in and that in- have just, inherently you know had a horrible ordeal and they they all need to hear something. I'm not going to hurt or threaten really any of them. Except uh, that you kind of already threatened them, and now their parents are wanting to know why some man is going around trying to scare their daughters it has to do with why they were kidnapped yeah um all right so i'm going to uh try to explain this to you you could have walked up and said i'm working on trying to make sure that slavers are not an issue anymore and you have information that could be valuable would you mind coming to a meeting and discussing this with me and the other girls like in a public place this is a public place. This is literally in the main thoroughfare in the middle of town. <laughs> it's a construction site in the evening. Yes. <laughs> That's how you get Power Rangers, Sean. That's not how you get answers. <sighs> I wasn't even trying to get answers. So, uh, yeah, you might have scared them a bit. You all go to school together, correct? I turned to the girls. <laughs> and they'll nod their heads. <laughs> With the other ones, too. 
Or are they out? Wait, what? The other girls who had been kidnapped. Do you all go to school or were some of you out? Yeah, yes, yes. We we're all go to the same school when it's in session, yes. Okay, good. Then you can share this information with your schoolmates tomorrow. We're not in session right now. It's late summer. <sighs> like, Zaha's just standing over there snickering. <laughs> I'll be playing the part is off. <laughs> you all know Iva, yes? Yeah, everybody in town knows Iva. I suggest you not fuck with her. They all kind of just look at Zav. They are like so confused. And he just shrugs his shoulders. A lot of you, including the others who didn't show up, were picking on Iva. Yes. Yes. Because she's she wasn't quite the same as everybody else. She was different. Yes. And he looks at them. One of them will kind of shrug her shoulders and say, I, I guess you could call it that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, there was an there was an entity that cares about Iva. And does not care about you. That is why you were kidnapped. In concert with the fact that the slavers had a psychic. You were not sent out to be kidnapped. To know. You were sent out to be made fools of. And the point that the slavers. They had Lila is what got you kidnapped. We are not trying to start a fight with this entity. Yeah, we aren't trying to get Russell's not here. Uh, (laughs) We aren't trying to start a fight with this entity and we're not trying to get anyone else kidnapped because another slaver happens to see you come by. The wishing well isn't going to grant your wishes. Got it? Sure thing, dad. This is this the same one that like kind of sassed me a minute ago. I'm gonna look at her in the eyes. And I need her to make a will save. Oh Jesus Christ. Like she does she doesn't uh what, what's, I don't think she could make a will save. What yeah, what stats does an eight-year-old girl have? She's not eight. She's, eight. she's about fifteen, but she's got like no class liver. She, I, she's I would, a peasant. I would, I would, I would. I would barter that a fifteen-year-old willpower, fifteen-year-old's willpower of either gender is less than eight-year-old's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Having been both eight and fifteen in the span of my life, I just, I just have a okay. I have a bad read of the scene because I imagine Anakin Skywalker walking into the Jedi Temple to confront the younglings <laughs> right now. That's the scene I'm I'm feeling here. I killed them all. So what did you what did you uh, cast on her? I didn't cast shit on her. I am just using my vampiric domination. Oh, that doesn't sound bad. I'm not casting anything. I'm just using a spell on her. It's not a spell. It's a supernatural ability. Yeah, I know, but... So what are you going to make her do? I, I tell her. So why don't you explain why you treat... Iva like shit. I don't treat Iva 
like anything. I don't talk to her. Yeah, we laugh at her sometimes. We make fun of her sometimes. We don't actually interact with her. You got anything that you don't want your friends here to know? Not particularly. No embarrassing secrets? Oh, no. 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 Now I see the rifle thing. has a hell of a range. Can I shoot Rick? Right <laughs> now, now I see the scene from the movie Hancock when uh, Will Smith's character goes to the bullying child and throws them into the stratosphere. <laughs> Call me asshole one more time. Okay, cool. You got my reference. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, asshole. Uh, she'll just kind of shrug and she'll be like, they're my best friends. They kind of know everything about me. Okay. Uh, which one would you say is more your best friend? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Tana? Alright, lick her boots. I said, as soon as you say that, she'll start to move, but Zava's going to grab your shoulder and not lightly. Uh, I'll let her get like down on her knees and then I'll tell her to stop. Uh, and I'll release her. Rick? I stop. Go home. I'll go home. Don't don't make me call Gav. I, 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 I teleport back. Uh, how much does that teleport cost you? Uh, I think 30 hit points. I was curious if you just killed yourself and teleport. So did you go to your house or Gav's house? Gav's. Okay. I, I knew what Zav meant. Yeah. Well, actually, he didn't really care. He just wanted you the fuck out of there. Oh, that's fair. So, uh, yeah. Okay. That happened. Yep. I, I'm not even sure how you follow that up. Uh, <laughs> Hi, thanks for listening to Dustress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very Tom DeWeese thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was very Tom DeWeese. <laughs> Brian will be No, real. to be fair. Tom would have cast hold person and picked her up and nope. manually made her lick the other person. No, nope, but you did that without having to lay a <laughs> finger on her by saying vampiric domination. Like you did the exact same thing with the vampire. Like you're just on the other side of the, the church uh, pew, really. <laughs> I'm on the very other side of the church. I'm outside of the church, far away from it. I'm in the graveyard. Don, do me a favor, baby, and hop over there in LCP and tell Brian that uh, Sean's over here imitating him. Yep. <laughs> Rick saw that while Iva was being helped, the... the you threatened little girls! <laughs> and then got mad... Than him. And then got mad because a teenager had an attitude. You're an... You're an immortal bloodsucker... <laughs> Yeah, yes, but I'm I'm a 19 year old immortal bloodsucker. Oh, I have no, been I'm a immortal bloodsucker for like four fucking days. I am intentionally removing context to make it sound worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Sean! They're probably scared of him now. Uh, yeah. You think? 
Oh no, you guys go out and go on a hunting trip. I'm gonna go uh, try and figure out a few things. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Terrifies all the teenage girls in town. We're gonna get ran out of town. I mean, it, it's kind of fair game. He resurrected half of them. Yeah, not the three that showed up. Oh, not those. I figure is the the fucking ones that it he brought back. It was the three that, that y'all up. actually brought back from Valinor that showed up. Hi, thank you for listening to Destris. I'm Don. I'm the voice <laughs> of Gregor. <laughs> I don't know how you you top an ending other than fade out from. Go home. Go home, Rick. <laughs> We gotta do something else after that. <laughs> Sorry. Dick Horny's yeah. gonna have a uh, field day on this one. Well, y'all will have a nice little hunting trip. I, I figure when y'all get back, y'all will go to your domiciles and, and have your dinner or whatever. Can we uh, roll for our spoils? Yes, you can. Those are survival checks. Phew. <laughs> Uh, 15 plus 26. That's our grand total of seven. <laughs> well, uh, Russell was, was more concerned with, with keeping an eye on Ivan, making sure that she didn't hurt herself or get hurt by anybody else or anything like that. Uh, Brigger took this hunting trip very seriously as if he was like having to feed the whole village or something. And he uh, succeeded. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's uh, twelve to feed one person, and then every two thereafter is an additional fucking like rations worth of food. Nice. So or no, like, it's yeah. it's for a whole day. Every two pass that is for a whole day. Y'all 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 just brought home like enough deer to uh, definitely feed feed yourselves for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick gets to go home, and as soon as Ga- or Zav gets back and tells Gav what happened, he's going to have a stern talking to from Daddy Vampire. Uh, is Gav there? Oh, Gav, Gav's at the house when you get there, but he doesn't know what's happened yet. I'll tell him. I've apparently done something stupid. Now, it was about this point that Rick had a real <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> this one didn't come to Jesus meetings, dear. <laughs> Who's the Pathfinder oh. equivalent of Jesus? Aridin? <laughs> More or less. Nice. Nailed it. Oh, wait. I think, I, I think, I think you have to drink every time I make a uh, Pathfinder lore thing. That's correct. I think... Fair enough. Drink. (laughs) So you got one to 27 on your survival check? 26. You can feed nine people for a day or 21 people for a meal. Nice. Another feast. (laughs) Uh, Brigger's not going to partake in the, the alcohol this time. Just tons of red meat <laughs> so well I imagine y'all don't want to be up to four in the morning again no. planning mm-hmm. or actually a little before so you could be outside at dawn but uh 
But yeah, y'all can spend your evening however you want to. Uh, Rick can spend his evening how he likes after he gets yelled at. If no one has any objections, Russell will totally spot the idea of like having a barbecue. Like, <laughs> but yeah, if 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 y'all start like barbecuing shit up outside, it it won't take long for people start to gather and and whatnot, and y'all y'all can have a nice little neighborhood get together, which Rick can attend when Gav's through yelling at him. He is also Russell is also going to make it a point that uh, to make sure that Sammy and Tristan are aware. Okay, Rick. Yes. How do you explain this to Gav? I was trying to pull together all these girls that had all apparently been kidnapped, ultimately due to them being dickbags to Iva. They then did not all show up. They reported me to the guards. And then the other one was a real bitch. So... I told her to do a couple of things that were ultimately harmless, and then I let her go. The look on his face, okay, I have a feeling there's more to this story if you're feeling the need to tell this to me before Zav gets home. Oh, this is before Zav gets So we went, uh, some magic was done with Iva. Iva is now no longer... Autistic uh, would be my guess, uh, though her, uh, you might not know what that means. She's more normal uh, than she was. She's still Okay, skip to the part where you screwed up. Okay, I called the girls. Uh, only three of them showed up. And they were real pieces of work. Uh, they wouldn't listen to me, so I dominated one and forced her to listen to me. <laughs> And, and, and then I let her go. Well, Zav let her go. I was going to let her go anyway. There was a difference of like 10 to 15 seconds. I have a feeling I'm still not getting the entirety of the story. Now I'm mildly confused as a player. Did I forget something I did? Why did this upset Zav so much? And why were they reporting you to the guards? Apparently... I scared some of the girls. Apparently, you scared some of the girls. How did you scare them, Rick? I told them to show up. (laughs) Otherwise, it wouldn't be pretty. And I didn't say it with a tone like I was going to murder them and their families. I said it very much like I'm going to have to come and find you and bitch at you. I didn't make a, a single intimidate check. So, you are a vampire, right? They don't know that. They don't have to know that. Just take off your goddamn mask. They're teenage girls. They'll go wherever you want. You don't have to threaten them. <sighs> you don't have to scare them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, as a player, am laughing. Rick is not. <laughs> You're pretty. Just take off your mask. Don't do whatever you want. That was what Gavin said. <laughs> You're a sexy undead vampire. 
We're above such things. <laughs> Basically. That's why he's always wearing the mask. He knows he sparkles, and if Russell sees that crap, he's <laughs> I do not. I do not sparkle. Now, tell me what you made this girl do. I made her pick who her best friend was and then started to make her lick her boots. He's going to just kind of whack you on the back of the head. Ow. N- not any not any oof behind that owl, just ow. Not a mechanical owl? Not a mechanical owl. I don't imagine. It's very possible, actually. Do Is he I... trying to hurt me? No, he's just trying to get you to think. Do you like it if I take control of you? Oh, Jesus. No. And you are supposedly a grown man who knows it's going to happen and has no reason to be afraid. I was trying to fix a problem. That girl's boots were very dirty. So... Well, no, that was supposed to embarrass her. Maybe in the future you try to do it in a nicer, less scary way. People tend to react better to fear. Rick. Yeah. These girls are humans. The farmers around us are humans. We are trying to establish a community that shows we can live peaceably among them. How do you think this reflects on that? Probably not good. You're smarter than this. Sometimes. Well, you could be smarter than this all the time if you learn to stop and think before you act. Right. He's not he's not being like a smart ass with the right. That's like a legit like All right. What are your plans for this evening? Well, with me fucking up there. I have two ideas. What I was going to do anyway was you know try and figure out some of this and he'll pull the book back out. Maybe some more life force magic study. Alright, that sounds like an excellent idea. Um, Or other thing. I could go apologize. No, no, no. We are going to let Zav smooth this over. You can apologize to the girls when they are less frightened and you will be a perfect gentleman about it. If you're unaware of how to be a perfect gentleman, I have a book on that too. It's called Internet Interview with a Vampire. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll either be in the library or in my basement. I think Awari was waiting for you to come home. Let me grab some books. How long is she staying here? Uh Until she feels like she's not being pestered anymore. 
oh, so for the rest of her life or until you kill her brother. Great. I imagine she'll go back to the inn at some point. I, I uh, saw when I came home that she's redecorated. Yeah, I saw that too. It's not like it's an issue. I don't guess, after all, it keeps the sunlight out. No, honestly, I'll probably still just reinforce it so that somebody can't just go, ha ha, I knocked out your window. Be careful. With what? She's a matron. Eh, it'll be fine. Okay. I won't slap her ass. I would advise against it. It's a very specific thing to say you won't do. <laughs> because he already has accidentally. I'll go. I'll go collect any books I think might be helpful for what I'm looking into and teleport to the basement. All right. Or dimension door for clarity. All right. So. The others are having a nice barbecue, neighborhood gathering, getting to know everybody. Yep, drinking Coronas and talking about family. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Rick is sulking in the basement after having been chewed out by Dad and studying his books. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Desters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, what I kind of had to... Travis? I understand. Why but, the uh... fuck do you have a guitar? <laughs> LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com.
Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time.